Jesse, I don't feel so good. No, are you okay? I'm just not feeling good. I don't know if it's my booster shot or if it's the wintertime hum, <laughs> winter humdrums, oh, but I don't feel great. I'm sorry. And I know that I had my birthday choice of song last week, but I was wondering since I'm not feeling so great if I can have one more choice so that I can have a nice time and feel better. Yeah, absolutely, baby. Great, we're doing another collapsible lung. Ugh, yeah, but what, really? Ugh. I'm nothing special, but if I could take you home, if I could take you home, if I could take you home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> to Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> I'm lightheaded and woozy. Like, I, I, I was not kidding. Like, I don't know if it's my uh, injection, my booster shot I got a week ago, or if that's just hearsay. <laughs> and I just, just don't feel great. But I just don't feel great. So, um, here we are. So, I'm bringing a different energy to the show this week. When do we not bring some sort of inopportune energy to this podcast well, i'm bringing a different energy to this show oh you're mellowed this out. is laid back mellowed out danny if danny's sure. too much for you he's feeling sick it's not a lung disease i don't have a collapsible lung here we are we're doing another collapsible lung for no particular reason for In fact, real you, you went out there and got your booster shot so you won't have to have a collapsible lung that's true. Or sitting in iron lung. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, top of the show business. What you got for us this week, Dan? Uh, I don't know. Do I have to do that stuff this week? Oh. All right, I can do it. You do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying, you have all the same apps that I do, but do you know how to access them? <laughs> Are you logged in? Have you done any of? Have you done any of this before? I know we got voicemails, so let's check the voicemails. As I slowly open them up, your California DMV verification code is 0993. I guess I shouldn't. Where do you keep the voicemails? Because I don't see any directly in the inbox. In the inbox of the Sadie Hawkins pod? Of the email? Yeah. This is not how you do this stuff, Jessica. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You're (laughs) the one who's in charge of top of the show we do get email alerts when a voicemail has come in but i'll typically look them over and then keep the inbox clean so no you just got to open the google voice all right no top of the show business no there is top of the show we're talking about if i could take you home another sexy song off collapsible here's the voice hold on so here's the voicemail here's a voicemail from somebody (laughs) hi guys I'm leaving work and I am finishing up this week's episode. Lost Boy. Lost Boys? Lost Boy. I also wanted to call and hopefully be the first one to wish Daniel a happy birthday. And I was going to do like a whole thing where I like try to, um, impersonate Michael Scott. But I don't know if you guys watched The Office. I know you've mentioned it, but I don't know how much of a fan you are. And I'm kind of like one of those super fans. So 
we did a whole episode about our history watching. Go, did you, Lindy? Did you listen to our The Office theme song? Lindy's episode? still sandwich listening, I think. Um, so maybe maybe she missed the yeah. Office episode. We talk yeah. all. I mean, I think I talked about how I don't specifically remember every joke, and it's not a show we rewatch all the time. But Jessica has definitely rewatched it multiple times. So maybe you'll recognize. Do you know? Do you know the Happy Birthday Michael Scott reference that she's making? Uh, Lindy hit me up on Instagram with a story in response to a story that I posted of you saying happy birthday. Oh, she did? Yeah. And is that what this is in reference to? She also did the, she put the Michael Scott voice thing after it there, so I got it. I don't get it. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. There's still more voicemail. I could do it. You want me to do it? I'll just do it. Happy birthday, dear Creed. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, buddy. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I have no idea what that's in reference to. <laughs> Other than happy birthday. Is it in a specific episode? You don't, Yeah, I don't know. But thank you. I appreciate that greatly. Okay. Um... On a separate note, I also wanted to um, mention about the ukulele thing. There's only four strings on a ukulele. So the girl that did the cover of Lost Boy on the ukulele, she probably didn't, she probably found tabs, guitar tabs online, but she um, probably tried to play it. It didn't exactly sound right because it's not really meant for the uke. So anyway, that's my little FYI. Cool. All right. I hope you had an awesome birthday. Bye. Yeah, that makes sense because I have, if you listen to our Be Your Man episode, if you got into that one yet, I played the ukulele in that episode. <laughs> we have a ukulele and I've played around with it a little bit, but I haven't like studied ukulele. And that makes sense. And I know... Lindy was sounding pretty defensive there. I hope we did not come across her video. It wasn't, she wasn't the one doing the ukulele. <laughs> now we've just offended a listener. I don't think so. I don't think it was her. I especially remember when I first started trying to learn guitar in like middle school, how not, it wouldn't have been middle school, it would have been high school for me. Um, how, you know, go online and look up like uh, chords for a song that I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much slowly realize that those are, those chords are not right. Yeah. Because so many chord and tab websites are in a lot of cases, just people guessing. Like sometimes it, I guess it might be if someone smart knows, has figured out what chords they are, or if um, somebody has transposed or copied over chords from maybe a music book if it was available for an album. But yeah, a lot of a lot of those tab sites are just people kind of guessing, which is why sometimes you have like version one, version two, version eight, version mm-hmm. ten. It's like all these different people uploading so i understand and for some reason version five is the one that has like the best ratings out of all of them right so i totally get how uh especially with ukulele where it's not just a one-to-one chord thing you have to kind of like figure out and transpose and you know convert the guitar chords into uh ukulele chords so i get that um and then we have another voicemail from daniel Hey, Jess, what is up? It's Daniel. Uh, I haven't called in a while, but uh had some thoughts about Lost Boy. Um, I guess not a lot of thoughts. Just, I don't know. This song, to me, is like the song that kind of exemplifies the album, I guess. I feel like every album has, like, one song that's, like, 
not necessarily a single, but like kind of sums up the album in a way, or is like the average of all the songs. And I, I feel like that is Lost Boy for Classical Lung. I guess I don't really know why. It's just kind of like this kind of spare parts production on it. Um, and just the way that it's just like straight up like verse chorus, verse chorus pop song. You know, I think, I think it most exemplifies what they were going for on this album. And speaking of that, something Jessica kind of said offhandedly, but that I wanted to maybe dig into a little bit more is like when she said, um, wow, it took four people to write this song or whatever, but I don't, I don't see that as a bad thing. And I realize it's ridiculous. Like when, you know, you show some of the modern hip hop songs and they have like super repetitive lyrics and it's like 10 co-writers, you know, but I mean, in a way, like every band, you know, Reliant K had four members for a while. So like, I know all the songs are just credited to Deacon, but like, um, really it, takes four people to write a song if you think about it like if you were to notate out all the music that was written in the song you know Matt Thiessen did you know write out all the notes that the bass plays or that the drums play or, or the guitars play or, or everything like um, and you can debate like how much of that is like songwriting how much of it is arranging or whatever but uh, I don't know I think at this point I'm, I'm more in favor of uh, people who contribute to the songwriting process getting credit and not just going to the person who wrote the lyrics. I, I think it should be a little bit more democratic like that. And if, you know, if they had, if they the song with Reliant K, but like, you know, by Reliant K or by, you know, individually the Matts and the Johns and Ethan or something, I, nobody would have a problem with that. And that would be five writers. So, I don't know, it's just something to think about. I don't think that the co-writer thing uh, really... Uh, is a detriment to this album the way some people make it out to be. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, have a good one, guys. Yeah, Jessica, don't you feel horrible now? No, you know, I, it's really that I just didn't think about it that way. I come from a film and television background, so that's where I come from in the writing process and when thinking about the writing process. Right. And when you have... Well, it takes hundreds of people to complete a production. Yes. But... When they you always have a talk about when it comes to story, yeah. the more hands in the kitchen, the worse it often gets. And in a lot of cases, movies that are only credited to maybe one, between one and four writers might have actually had even more writers, more like script doctors yeah. and uncredited rewrites and things that got lost in arbitration, credits that got lost. So yeah, I get what you mean. Like when it comes to story writing... Yeah. You really want like singular visions or, or limited visions, but that's a whole different thing from music because music is, is it's not it's not it's not like that. It's a whole different kind of thing. Yeah, which I just don't think about. When I think about seeing multiple writers credited, I'm like, uh oh. This means, you know, that we're possibly getting, you know, a few too many different visions that don't necessarily come together to create the best product yeah but it, it doesn't it yeah but it's probably doesn't music. really work that way yeah music. no music because you could have some you could have uh, when you have a band writing songs you know it's everyone's, the dr everyone's doing their own in, thing yeah. yeah so if the drummer's writing the drum parts and the yeah every, everybody should absolutely get credited it's just that i it's because i don't think of it that way just coming from a non-musical background right. but then like daniel even said like when you see these hip-hop songs that have like 10 writers on them and it's it really is 
like how did what did it how did it take that much for them to put together this really simple song this is different for Lost Boy yeah but I think it also comes from just the fact that you usually that you know looking at this as the weaker of the Reliant K albums when you look at the fact that these songs are credited to so many people as opposed to being credited to Reliant K or you know Matt Thiessen and the rest of the band members of Reliant K who you know as a group who right. you know is a creative entity. It's more like I'm see- you're seeing all these names that are not part of this creative entity and you go and look into what those people are writing and wh- what artists those people are contributing to and you're going, oh, I see, I, you know, they definitely come from a very different background and have very different thoughts and musical stylings than Reliant K. Right. And I think also like the first... The uh, the self-titled is just everything is credited blanket to all four members of the band, Brian and Dave and the Mats, whether they wrote it or not, because some of the songs, Dave wasn't in the band. Right. Like Dave wasn't in the band when they wrote uh, Charles in Charge. The, you know, they didn't write all of Charles in Charge, but I'm trying to remember what other uh, Marilyn Manson and my girlfriend. Dave was not in the band and yet he's got like an ass cap writing credit on that song because he was in the band and like the Ramones also democratically did that where like individuals in the band wrote songs but they would all get credits so it's it's a whole different thing it's almost more like technological projects like building a computer or building a piece of technology like you can't just have one singular vision you have to have multiple people coming together like constructing something like songwriting is almost is a little bit more like construction maybe than like narrative storytelling necessarily is so yeah that's just kind of where i and, come from the from my thinking on it you know and, and yeah. especially because i do spend a lot of time analyzing film and television and things like that you know and, and when you look at a lot of different series when you look at a lot of different series and you look (laughs) at different writers that have worked on different things and you see like within a singular season how things like character and tone and things like that can kind of go all over the place because you have too many people with too many ideas supergirl just ended well i was i was was actually talking more about doctor who and lost girl throwing back to last week but Yes. So I was just talking because your Jessica's favorite show just ended. Supergirl. Yeah. Her her current favorite show. So that's what our next podcast is about. Supergirl. I'm gonna ruin <laughs> Supergirl for Jessica. I did like <laughs> off of like it was it did feel weird in the edit how we started talking about this like Canadian sci-fi channel show, but I was like, but it's a little secret piece of our history, so I do want to talk about it. And, uh, you know, we won't bore anyone with follow-up from that here and another Reliant K song, but over patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, we are going to finish our original podcast because we were supposed to do episode 55 of our Lost Girl podcast. We're going to do that over at patreon.com. We're going to go back and give you all our deep thoughts to our, uh, to our how many patrons do we have now? All our patrons who couldn't care less. I put out a question... <laughs> And I was like, did I was like, honestly, did anybody ever hear of this show before we talked about it? And the only person who had heard about it was Dr. Kate. And she has and they have she and her wife have uh, I wasn't sure if it was her wife or not, but she and her wife have Jessica confirms uh, have a cat named Tamsin, which was a character from that show. So we only have 
as best far as character we know, on that show. That very <laughs> slim Venn diagram of Reliant K fans and people aware of the show. We are old podcasts. I wouldn't say fans, <laughs> but people aware of it. <laughs> Someone else said it was on their. It's been in their Netflix queue forever or on their list, but they never got to it. Um, and the only other thing I feel like I want to comment on from our discussion about that last week is I did feel bad tossing out the words uh, Mary Sue because that is such a political negative connotation now because it was basically commandeered or appropriated by really bad people who want to use that just to denigrate female characters in media. But I And I felt bad, and I'm like, if you don't know that, then I understand, and I felt bad, and I hope people didn't misunderstand me. But I mean, the main character of the show, of our old podcast, was... A bad character, and I thought about it more, and like there, we'll talk about it on Patreon. <laughs> but there are things that she did as a character, and this is all bad writing. Going back to too many writers, how it's like she did bad things to her friend characters, and then you think like, oh, eventually there'll be an episode where they resolve this and they have a talk and they forgive each other. Nope, they just pretend like it never happened, and that's the yeah. So, but, um. Yeah, I will never use the phrase Mary Sue on this podcast ever again, except in relation to me. I feel like that's a lie. I feel like you're totally going to use it again, probably later this episode. So... (laughs) In relation to what? I don't even know. You just never know. This is my favorite car commercial song. This is definitely a car commercial song. I mean, flat out, like, every time I've heard this song, I've thought how it's a car commercial this also sounds like a song in GTA 5. Is it, um, I don't remember, was this song in GTA? Is it this song? It absolutely sounds like this song, yes. N- this was not in GTA 5, but yes, it also sounds like this one. This is the song, and I 100%. never... 100%. This is one of those songs that I've heard in CVS a million times, but never actually... <laughs> yes! Never actually. I thought that this would have been like M83 or one of those bands. This is some like grocery store club music. (laughs) Safe and Sound by Capital Cities. So every time I've heard... Every time I've heard this, this this safe and sound, every time I've heard this song, uh, every time I've heard when If I Could Take You Home, I think of Safe and Sound by Capital Cities. Yes. All of these songs on this album, I think of a song and I'm like, but I don't know what that song's called. Like you said, it's that's, something you hear in the grocery store or CVS. Because that's why you and I don't listen to a lot of pop radio. So we're I'm like lost. And I'm like, I know that this sounds like something. I just don't know what it's called. That's why as a different direction for what Reliant K was with this album or attempted to be, in a way, Tyson does have a singular genius vision where he's like, yeah, we're going to write these pop songs together in a, with guest writers, and they're going to sound like songs you know from the radio, but you're not going to know the songs that we're taking off of. Exactly. Every one of the songs... You're not going to know the title or the band name, but you know it sounds gonna like something you're going to hear the song and collapse it along, and you'll be like, this sounds like it's copying something, but I don't know it. So, yes. I, so, I, so I'm going to just move on and keep enjoying Collapsible Along. So for me... Yes, this song sounds like a car commercial, just like Safe and Sound by Capital Cities sounds like a car commercial. 
but I've enjoyed this song more <laughs> this week listening to it. And I feel like as we've gotten halfway through this podcast, my appreciation for Collapsible Lung has shifted even more. It's like it's like the galaxy brain, and I can't exactly... The galaxy brain meme, like, I can't exactly put a, a strong definition on every level that I've experienced as we've dug deeper into Collapsible Lung, but it goes hand in hand with... At this point, we've gotten so far into the discography of Reliant K. We've looked into so many of the songs on, you know, what are considered the classic, you know, Reliant K, pure Reliant K albums, like Forget Not Slow Down and mm -hmm, and Five Score. And as we've dug into those and we've seen these similar lyrical themes that come up again and again, but are kind of like masked with like slightly different variations on those same lyrical themes but we're kind of breaking the DNA code of what makes a Reliant K song. I then feel kind of strangely refreshed by collapsible lung songs as we get into them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's this thing that I never would have imagined because for the first half of this podcast as a project, it was always that caveat when we got to collapsible lung songs. It was always like this was talking about collapsible lung songs on this podcast was almost like a like a like a spin-off like okay we talk about Reliant K songs but this week we're talking about a collapsible lung song and it's going to have we're going to have to judge it on a different parameter but I feel like I've elevated past that I feel like my galaxy brain has opened up more and I mean I basically just said this but I'll say it one more time as we've cracked the lyrical DNA of what makes a classic Reliant K song someone dropped something outside in the hallway <laughs> Someone's falling down the stairs <laughs> That's what it in, the, like. in the hallway outside. Should we go check? Make sure they're okay. I don't hear anyone shouting. We so live I think right it's outside right. the hall. We live right outside the stairs that take you to other apartments. So sometimes you hear people coming and going. One time, someone dropped like a like a Taco Bell soda out there, and then it drew flies for weeks afterwards. It was bad. I started to think our apartment was haunted. I'm like, I'm like Googling it. I'm like, oh no, flies are a bad omen. I'm like, because I'm just Googling, why do we have so many flies all of a sudden out of nowhere? It's like and your, it's apartment, like, is your apartment is cursed. It's like the first thing that comes up. And I'm like, oh not, no. It's not you live by the staircase that people walk up and someone dropped a Taco Bell soda. Nope. So I got sage and I went around. Like, yeah, she bought sage and was burning sage and doing these like exorcist things and i'm like wait a second wait a second i saw them spill it but i didn't think sugar caked on the ground and i went out with a mop and i cleaned it up and yeah we have flies went away we have cleaning folks who come like once a week but they just never got to that well, I, guess. I think so if a soda stands i think when they see like someone leave something gross like dog <laughs> droppings or drop some food or some some trash in our courtyard, we live like, in oh, not we nice. live in a nice building, but you know, people yeah. people are coming and going all the time. Anyway, someone just like people are people. It sounded like someone just dropped some Christmas ornaments outside our door. Oh, no, I hope no, I don't think so. They didn't break. It was just like whatever. <laughs> I didn't mean to give you an idea of something upsetting like Christmas ornaments breaking. Is this the song? This is kind of what this always reminds me of. I finally just had to Google what the song is that's playing when Michael's tripping balls like on oh, acid okay. when he's like flying through the sky over Los Santos. Yeah. 
So something about if I could take you home always sounds like this is like a slowed down version of that right. to me. This is Shine a Light, the Flight Facilities remix. But this definitely comes after Collapsible Lung, right? By a number of people. Um, I don't know when this exact oh, remix is. Oh, found. wait a second. Unless, no, wait. Safe and Sound by Capital Cities came out the same year as Collapsible Lung. And Collapsible Lung, we know, was like pretty much finished in 2012. So I don't think now looking at the time frame, I don't think that Safe and Sound by Capital Cities. I mean, maybe if I looked, I don't think it's a ripoff. Just looking at the Spotify years. I don't think it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how, like, pop music works. Is there a thing, like, you know how in fashion somebody, like, decides that this is going to be the big color and they get together with all the magazine heads and they're like, this is the new big fall color or whatever. And everybody decides that and they push that color. Maybe this is, like... This was the big sound of 2012. No, but, this, but no, I'm saying <laughs> or this, one of them. This album, the Safe and Sound song, came out in June 2013 and didn't. Well, I'm sure they were probably working Collapsible on it. Collapsible Lung came out that same summer. Yeah, I'm sure they were working on it, but we also know that Reliant K was working on Collapsible Lung in 2012. They had the album done for almost a year before. So I'm just saying, I, there, I do not think now. I would have thought this because the two songs reminded me of each other, but I don't think Tyson heard Safe and Sound and said, let's write the Reliant K version of that. I don't think that's the case. I understand what you're saying, though. Could you get, like, um, an early screener copy? Not screener. That would be a film no, thing. No, no, but an I early mean, like, review copy. I mean, like, you know, the the big top people in pop at, of all the record labels oh, sit around like, and they say... Oh, this kind of synthy sound yes. is going to be popular this year. This is what we're pushing this Maybe. year push your artist to go and make this sound probably maybe something sim- something like that i know that there's definitely offices in different times and different periods where certain television stations mtv and fuse in canada and like different net different like uh, uh radio stations decided like people in offices decided this is the sound we're going to push for our market for our city for the nation and we're just going to push this whether people unless people respond to it really negatively if they even respond to it tepidly we just keep pushing it so sure but does it get that into that minutia of this kind of keyboard synth sound specifically go write some songs like this or is it more like hey this band is something everyone should be like so the timing doesn't make sense if both albums came out at the same time Although, I mean, probably Capital Cities wasn't created in a bubble. Like, maybe they had previous albums or other influences that were similar influences that inspired If I Could Take You Home by Reliant K this week on Sadie Hawkins Pod. Yeah, it looks like Capital Cities had had at least two more albums before this one that this song was on. I'm saying Collapsible Lung is a work of genius, and I will not take... You disparaging it. Sure. They're on Capitol. Reliant K was on Capitol for a minute. How fitting that Capital Cities is on Capitol. Did they really just... (laughs) (laughs) Did they push for it? (laughs) They were like, hey, hey, look at our name. Look at the name of your record company. Hey, come on. Were they getting each other's mail? Was Capital Cities getting Capital Records mail? And then they were like, hey, we got to meet up and exchange exchange mail and they showed up and they're like hey maybe we could be friends maybe we're working together 
Sorry, I was just reading up on Capital um, Cities, and uh, yeah. it's like the band was featured on the pop up number one compilation selected by Perez Hilton, and I'm like Perez Hilton. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Is Perez Hilton <laughs> like Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah. Uh, Perez, no, uh, Perez Hilton is not a thing. Uh-oh. I mean, yes, in a way. Uh-oh. No, no, no. Is it? Well, they, he was always a dick, right? Like yeah. he would draw like like obscene things on his photos before oh, he went a no. little bit more mainstream. He would have like photos of celebrities you know, out and about, like the same kind of photos they would use in like tabloid rags, right? Like those same kind of like someone out getting coffee, right? right. But then yeah, Paris, yeah, Hilton, yeah. Paris Hilton, Paris, Perez Hilton, that's so confusing. Perez Hilton on I think his that's website the idea. would draw obscene things on top of those photos. It's like see. a kitschy, like edgelord thing. Gotcha. And gotcha. then as he got more, a little bit more mainstream, stopped doing that, but was already kind of known as kind of a dick <laughs> and like kind of like hated celebrity culture, but worked in it. Gotcha. So I think he is still around in some way. And I guess it's a he, he, Perez Hilton's a he. I don't mean to misgender him, although I'm saying he's a dick. So I don't really know. Are you I double checking? A, I say April's a dick all the time. Are so. you typing in Perez Hilton gender or are you just typing in Perez Google Hilton? Perez, wow, Perez Hilton's 43. I had no idea. I guess that makes sense. Oh, no. 32 minutes ago, Jamie Lynn Spears says her family pressured her to get an abortion. So, Prez Hilton's still kicking. I guess still the kicking, website's still, still Prez Hilton website's still going. How did... See, this is what happens. We talk about wow. collapsible lung. We end up talking Very about long Prez. controversy section on, um, <laughs> on Wikipedia. <laughs> well, I remember that one controversy was, like, not his fault. In a way, it was like at the uh, it was like one of those uh, beauty pageant, one of those like outdated beauty pageants like Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Miss uh, Red, White and Blue or whatever it was. And the, she, he was one of the panelists. And the question was, how do you feel about gay marriage? And I'm like, this, this, this feels like a little inappropriate. It feels like a little too hard hitting, not inappropriate, but hard hitting for a stupid outdated beauty pageant, which shouldn't even exist anyway. But she answered in a, in a like lightly, you know, in a conservative way of like, Oh, I believe in marriage between a man and a woman. And it was like, (laughs) I mean, she's wrong, but it, it, it was a ridiculous platform and like everyone got crap for it. And I mean, deservedly so, but it's just such a ridiculous, just the fact that it happened at a beauty pageant, televised beauty pageant oh owned by trump i think wow wow how far we've come as a nation (laughs) from that time when i think that was like 2008 or 7 or something so collapsible sorry i wasn't i'm sorry i apologize i really was not listening i i was skimming through this yeah some of the stories some of like this like just really shaming like stories shaming people so even though like he was on the right side of history in that sense with the asking the miss well maybe don't share maybe don't share upskirt pictures of miley cyrus (laughs) sure he might not be the bad guy in the the miss red white and blue miss usa story but yeah posted a lot of stories and you know maybe didn't out people but outed like information about people that wasn't his to tell i mean the media has been doing that for forever forever but it's like you're a you're one person this isn't like tmz we're sure there's like the president of TMZ. rita skeeter was one person too danny <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i was watching we're all over the place but <laughs> i was watching i was 
watching someone on YouTube do a tour of this incredible Animal Crossing island the other day where they this this person had made their entire Animal Crossing island look like Hogwarts and like different places from Harry Potter. And the person doing the tour of the island knew like nothing about Harry Potter and it just like kept No, they knew something it, about Harry Potter. They just didn't know it to the level. Bit about Harry so Potter, but when they like, were like, What is this? Is this Dobby? Is this Dobby? And she's like, No, that's Fitwick, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> she she wanders into a room. She's like, oh, this is a nice room. I guess it's a classroom. There's a cat here. And I'm like, you're in Transfiguration. That's Professor McGonagall, dumbass. Like, what are you doing? So let's tie this back into the <laughs> usual theme of this of this. <laughs> oh, anyways, podcast. she wanders into. <laughs> yeah, keep going. So she wanders into an, uh, she wanders into Dolores Umbridge's like classroom uh-huh. and like her her office, and she goes, "Oh, this is a cute room. I like all the little cats. It reminds me of that lady, the reporter, the you know the not good one." And I'm like, "Rita Skeeter, but no, that's not whose office you're in." And then she goes. Oh, or it could just be, you know, another cute room. You know, this creator did say that their family has some rooms on the island. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's it's Umbridge's office. It's not a big deal. I don't think I forgive them for giving us a tour of this Animal Crossing island. Not remembering every character. And at the I'm same a time, millennial. I have very few things to grasp onto. One of them is Harry Potter. At the same not the time, author, but... Right. At the, at the same time, talk about controversy page. At the same time, yeah, I said to Jessica, I'm like, if this was a tour of a Star Wars Animal Crossing island and they were getting the facts wrong, <laughs> you would be like, there's a time I would have cared, but not anymore. <laughs> so I can get the podcast back on track. We played this before, but 11 years ago, Ethan Luck posted, oh whoa, posted this video to, to his YouTube page, Ethan Luck. Oh my gosh, that's right. Relying K going to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And I was about to say you can totally cut that whole part out if we're like way too off track, but now you've tied it back in so flawlessly. (laughs) So there go the Johns and Matt Thiessen getting on up in the uh, Wizarding, the, the, what is this, the Dragon roller coaster? Right? And Ethan is like, nope, That's, not me. Uh, not for me, not for me. Roller coasters aren't a thing that I want to see. Flight of the Hippogriff, maybe? Yeah. No, it's... I don't it's, think it's, it's what the used to be. Is it what used to be yeah, dueling, dueling dragons? dragons? But that's not what it is anymore. That's not what they call it as, a, as yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, they changed it they to Harry Potter. Because yeah. Harry Potter, part of what is now Harry Potter land, the Wizarding World started as generic fantasy world. Yes. And there was a dueling <laughs> dragon. Islands of Adventure in right. Florida, not in LA. I wonder if they always knew it was going to be Harry Potter and they needed to build it then. No. I wonder if... Are you sure? Yes, because they... Uh, Islands of Adventure was built just, like, just around the time that in America the Harry right. Potter books were taking off and they were not a universal-owned property. It was a big deal when... Well, yeah. When they're not a universal they're not property. They're, they're Warner Brothers. They're Warner Brothers. It was a big deal when Warner Brothers acquired the rights well, to Harry you, Potter. Yeah. And 
then Universal got a, a hold of the, the theme, park theme park rights. So, no, they, it was definitely not like a thing where that, that was not a thing they were thinking about. They were just putting in different adventuring type lands and theme type So lands. much of Universal isn't owned by Universal. They don't own The Simpsons. They don't own Marvel. Disney owns both of those now. Uh, so, yeah, Universal doesn't own a lot of its own stuff at the parks. Who owns Dr. Seuss? I assume the Dr. Seuss Corporation. I don't think, I don't think a specific I meant more like, are they blanketed under I don't Universal think so. or no? Huh? Nope. So if I could take you home by Relying K, I think we summed it up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica okay, just like panicked so and reached for her phone. This, this was a Paul Moak track, not an Aaron Sprinkle track. Okay. Uh, my notes for this song are, are there any real instruments actually being played in this song? Because it sounds like it was made in Adam Young's parents' basement. Just kidding. I can hear that Hoops brought his guitar pedals to Adam's basement. <laughs> but this is a very, oh, Daniel and everybody else is going to get on me for this. But I think it sounds like a very processed track. It's a lot going on. A lot digital, a lot of digital trickery happening in this one. It is definitely bleepity bloop. It's not even bleepity bloopity. It's just like bloopy. Because <laughs> especially when we listen to some of the live stuff, they have to play a sample live to like do this. I don't think there's a keyboard on stage in 2013. Oh, one other odd thing since we're doing these two collapsible long songs back to back and talking about Daniel and his note about how to him Lost Boy is sort of the sum of the entirety of the album. It's funny that Lost Boy was technically a promotional single in that it had a lyric video on YouTube, but they seemingly never played it live. And also Lost Boy had a lot of fans on YouTube, like a lot of derivative works and a couple of covers. This week, it's like the polar opposite of all of those attributes. This one, not a promotional single, has a lot of live performances on YouTube, but basically has no fan works on YouTube. Hmm. So it's funny that it's just the opposite. Like this song seems like they wanted to play it more than, than Lost Boys never having played, oh, seemingly never having played it. And yet it didn't make like a huge impact on the fandom. Like Lost Boy actually made some impact on the fandom. And um, when we play some of the live videos, they're like playing a sample. I don't, cause I, there, I don't think there's a keyboard on stage during the best tour ever in 2013. It sounds like they're just like, they have a sample ready to go. Now who's playing it? If it's the soundboard guy, if it's somehow in some like sample thing that maybe on Hoops' setup, I don't know. I cannot guess, but there is like a, like a, like that synthy sample playing over the PA and then they start playing the song. So we'll go through the lyrics a little bit because this is another sexy song. Cause if you let Tyson take you home, he'll show you that he's all you need. I thought this song was about adopting pets. Oh. <laughs> I know I'm nothing oh, special. I'm just I a human being. I love that so much better. But if I could take you home, lovely dog or cat, I could make oh. you the happiest dog or cat in the world. Well, that's a cute idea until you get to only a hint. Only some of the lyrics need reworking <laughs> or else that would be awful. But some of these still stick to the, to the pet adoption thing. I hear the words that you're telling me. 
talking about all this tragedy. You've got everything when you're close to me. And again, this is collapsible lungs, so no official lyrics. And so these are just kind of sussed out by the community. You're all around. You're surrounding me, intoxicated by the air you breathe. You've got everything with me. Oh, oh. Like broken pieces of a shattered dream or like a movie with a missing scene. You'd like to believe I'm nothing special, but if I could take you home, if I could take you home, I'll be all that you need. Just being around her again is intoxicating. What's that from? Is that Twilight? It's episode two. Oh, that's right. Attack of the Clones. That is an Anakin Skywalker line. The trail of broken hearts you left behind. Oh, Christian reference there, left behind. See, this is... A Christian song. It's about the the rapture. I thought you were talking about me making a Hayden Christensen reference. <laughs> then I'll leave you behind for doing that. Should should send me running, girl, but I don't mind. It's not up to me where you sleep. Oh oh, but you've got. But you're so good at making casualties. So she's breaking a lot of hearts, inflicting pain rather than inflicting pain rather casually. It's easy to see you do it to me. Oh oh. Like, broken pieces of a shattered dream or like a movie with a missing scene. You gotta believe I'm nothing special, but if I could take you home. And then a lot of if I could take you homes. Bridge. If I could take you home. If I could take it slow. If I could let you know. If I could make you see that you'll be all that I need. Oh, whoa, oh. Oh, whoa, oh. Oh, there's more chorus, which is more of the same. Okay. So... As far as being a sexy song, it is in some ways the least explicit sexy song. Like, clearly they're talking about going home to get busy, right? <laughs> yep. But it's like, it's it's degrees from a, from a, you know, it's an Eros love song, but it's degrees from a, what's the other two types of love? Biblical love? I know you don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I was sitting over here thinking about how to make a slow hands reference. Oh, right. <laughs> Which is a great song to play during a family dinner in a DC movie, comics movie. Right. So that that <laughs> take it take it slow and isn't it about like laundry dripping wet and stuff and yep. Shazam and his adopted family are listening to that while they're having their family dinner. I'm like, this isn't this isn't appropriate. Agape, Eros, and Philo, Philos. Those are the three types of biblical love. So sure, a lot of collapsible long feels like eros, which is like sexy love. Wait, this says that there's four types of love in the Bible. I don't know what to believe. Eros is like sensual or romantic love. Philae is brotherly love. Agape is God's love for humankind. And storge is familial love. I don't feel like I was taught storge love when I was in Bible classes. Well, whatever. So this is a... Uh, I actually don't know which type. Forget how you're mentioning this. I don't know what what type is platonic love. <laughs> I guess that's the... Familial? Fifile or the storge. You can't say agape if that's God's love for humanity. I have not thought about this stuff since ninth grade. So I don't know. I don't you really threw know. me because when you said Eros, all I could think of was the, the Greek god of love and sex. And... Like, there's Arrow's home video, which has some great <laughs> erotic thriller titles from it. And, um, 
anyway, he's like the Cupid equivalent. Right. So, so this is like a sexy love song. But there, it, you could easily make the PG version of this and make it more of a of like romantic, but non-sexual, not explicitly sexual love song. Like the, there's only very sly, subtle references to like who you're sleeping with tonight. Like those lines could easily be reworked and make this a much, you know, not still not like still not an agape love song but would take it away from that whole Eros level of sexiness. Well, it's interesting that you said that because the original lyrics were actually reworked because they thought it was a little too sexy, which was... If we could just go bone. If we could just go bone. (laughs) I I maintained eye contact during that whole thing. I'm like, yeah, keep telling me. I'm the one who's like got a light fever over here. It's and it's this song. Ooh, it's hot. No, yeah. So I, I'm just saying, like, as far as the sexy songs on this, like, this is a sexy song, but it is a, it is not by degrees as sexual overall compared to some other songs on this, like, disaster and boomerang. I thought you were calling the whole. Though I thought you were doing the media thing and calling the whole album a disaster. I love this album. You know, I don't hate this song. It's it's a okay. I have been enjoying it. I I've put it on, it. and it has not offended me. And it's refreshing. Like I said, it's like something different when we've been going through what are typically known as Reliant K songs, and then I come to this, and I'm like, sure, this doesn't feel like a Reliant K song, but it's something different, and it's fun, and it feels like I'm at CVS right now, and I'm... It's new. It's different. <laughs> yes. More inside jokes. More inside jokes. As many inside jokes as we possibly can. So we're going to go take our break and we'll be back with Deep Dive and YouTube stuff. Yep. Thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. If you want to support us, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can also interact with the show by calling our voicemail line 402-95-SADIE. Check out our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. There you can see the visuals that we discuss each week, and you can send emails to us at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Also, sadiehawkinspod.com is your one-stop shop for all our social links and to get to our Tee Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers of all our various logo designs. Treat yourself to a Sadie Hawkins Pod shirt or confuse a loved one by gifting one to them. We would also like to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Timothy, Daniel, Josh, JR, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. Twice a month, we have bonus episodes, including reviews of the songs from K is for Karaoke, and you can hear our backlog of bonus episodes, including reading through the entire complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind book that Reliant K did or did not write. You'll have to go over there to find out who wrote it. So donate that money today. What you gonna do? You sitting on that money? You got that stimmy check oh, no. from years ago? <laughs> send it our way. Send it our way. Send ye our send, way. Send ye money our way. So you like Reliant K, do you? 
Well, what about They Might Be Giants? My name is Greg Simpson, and I host a They Might Be Giants fan podcast, and it's called This Might Be a Podcast. This Might Be a Podcast is a song-by-song podcast featuring a different guest every episode from normal fans like you and I, but also... I've had guests such as John Darneal of the Mountain Goats, Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Hutch Harris of the Thermals, Mike Park of Asian Man Records, Franz Nikolai of The Hold Steady, and Danny Weinkoff and Marty Beller of They Might Be Giants, and past drummers Dan Hickey and Brian Doherty. Search for Punk News, or This Might Be a Podcast, on any podcast platform and you will find us. This Might Be a Podcast, brought to you by punknews.org. We have the HM Magazine Collapsible Lung Review this week. Oh, I don't know if we've read this one before. Yeah, when I came across it, I was like, you know, I don't actually remember if we've done this one. So, Do you think Collapsible Lung counts as some of Heaven's Metal? That's what HM stands for. Well, I'll tell you that Dan McIntosh didn't think so because he gave this album a two out of five stars. (laughs) HM Magazine is like DC Comics, where DC Comics is like, I guess we can't keep calling ourselves Detective Comics because we're about superheroes now. So one day HM Magazine, Heaven's Metal Magazine was like, I guess we're not just talking about Heaven's Metal anymore. (laughs) All metals from heaven, if you ask me, baby. (laughs) Reliant K's Matt Thiessen is rock music's perennial underdog, so one tends to pull for him, almost instinctively. However, his band's latest effort, Collapsible Lung, makes it difficult to be entirely on Thiessen's side. This sounds vaguely familiar, but uh, it also sounds like every Collapsible Lung review, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, although it's a bright commercial pop effort, it doesn't include nearly as much wit and wisdom as we've come to expect from the usually reliable band. And it's fine leader. You want wit and wisdom? Open a fortune cookie. This is just a rockin' great dance album. For starters, there are areas where Reliant K's Christian fan base is surely going to nitpick a bit. For instance, If I Could Take You Home sure sounds like an invitation for a one-night stand. And PTL stands for part-time lover. Musically, collapsible Why don't it stand for praise the Lord? What? Musically, Collapsible Lung is just a little too pretty. It's not nearly tough enough. Instead of charging guitars, Reliant K's multiple producers have filled these grooves with the sort of polite pop rock that sometimes sneaks onto the pop charts alongside the usual floozy divas. Collapsible Lung may mark one step forward in the Reliant K's quest for radio success. The Reliant K's quest? But it's also two giant steps back in the credibility column. Yep, it just may knock the wind out of you. Was that the whole review? It's just a short little, yep, short little blurb. Just something to put on the on a sticker on top in front of the CD. You got it. Well, I'm not so sure that they would <laughs> that they would put that one on there. <laughs> one and a half stars, HM <laughs> Magazine. Uh, Sputnik Music's review. We have they have a long yes, one, Sputnik. but <laughs> you're back again. I'm just gonna read the part on if I could take you home. Unfortunately, it's very sexy songs. <laughs> I met my Javanka at the club dancing to Reliant K's if I could take you home. Apologies to Eastern Europeans. Unfortunately, catchiness alone does not... Let me check the numbers. (laughs) See if anyone's listening out there. (laughs) 
Unfortunately, catchiness alone does not constitute musical excellence, especially alongside the rest of Reliant K's admirable discography. The album gets more interesting with the synth-laden If I Could Take You Home. Teeson lyrically continues not to say anything of substance, but musically there's more here that's deserving of your attention than with the past three tracks. It's still very poppy, but it's a little more relaxed and atmospheric tune that makes for a unique listen. Then we have an Indivision music review. And again, I might have already read this one, but it's also... Oh, I thought it was short. Maybe it isn't that short. Well, (sighs) I felt bad because I didn't do any reviews last week because all the ones that popped up for Lost Boy, I was like, I definitely know we've gone over these. So even if we've gone over this one, I think it's probably been enough time now, hopefully, that that, uh, it's not repeating too much. Tragedy plus time equals collapse of a lung. Life moves pretty fast if you don't... Yeah, we've done this one before. <laughs> That's all right. If you Let's don't stop it. and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Ferris Bueller. It has been almost four years since we last heard any original content from the Canton, Ohio boys. It has been a long and dreary wait for us fans because almost no one can compare on the lyrical genius that is... Of Reliant K, or I so do a I thought. Good job. <laughs> a few months back, it was announced that band member Ethan Luck would be leaving Reliant K in favor of other projects. Immediately following the it's announcement, because he wouldn't get on that Harry Potter roller coaster, <laughs> they're like, "You're a wuss." I mean, look, Ethan Luck is a cool, like, reggae metal bro. Do you think he was looking forward to doing the, like, whistles in Lost Boy? Immediately following the announcement, the remaining members of the band put out a lyric video for the first song on their new record, Collapsible Lung. This song, coincidentally, sharing its name with a Doctor Who phrase is Don't Blank. Though it was noticeably different. Did you write this review, Danny? No. We definitely (laughs) talked about that Doctor Who episode when we did Don't Blink. Yep. Though it was... Though it was noticeably different from the band's past material, there was nothing to complain about. Influences of Jimmy Eat World and Third Eye Blind were apparent. The lyrics sent a message... uh, Don't Blink. Oh. All right. Um... I don't know about about that, but all right. I'll have to get David Park yeah. on that. Would you hear the... David Park, call in. Call in. Listen to Don't Blink Again off Collapsible Lung and let us know what you th- if you think you hear the Jimmy World uh, influence. The lyrics sent a message to not take life for granted because you could simply blink and it's gone. Though the trade-off was bittersweet. Fans wanted to material now that Don't Blink started, started their appetite. Sorry. Uh, I'm just reading it as it's written. What came next almost ruined my appetite instead. After all of these years, a straight-up pop record by the name of Collapsible Lung is what Reliant K had produced. The second track, Boomerang, is indeed a pop song laced with quick, cheesy verses that have been deemed in some circles as lead singer Matt Thiessen's rapping... Along with Whistling (laughs) Lost Boy, the Owl City-inspired If I Could Take You Home and the Chaotic Gloria, these are catchy songs that involve Teeson's pursuit of learning how to love. 
On Gloria, he amusingly summarizes, I guess it's love when I'm running fingers through your hair. I guess it's love when you tell me what to wear. I guess it's love when you're going my going through my phone. I guess it's love when I can't go out alone. Stuck at the middle of the record, can't complain, is ukulele-based. That is reminiscent of the ska music that Ethan Luck produced, used to play in the OC Supertones. The song also reminds oh, yeah. me of three ukulele-based interludes that Paramore placed on their no, self-titled I mean, release earlier this summer. That was Can't Complain, right? Yes. So that doesn't hold up. I mean, not that I wouldn't... Not that it's... Okay, I wouldn't have made the comparison of Can't Complain to the Supertones. That's a stretch. But there was a time where maybe I would have believed that, like, because there's a reggae thing to can't complain that Ethan Luck had something to do with it. But we kind of figured out in hindsight and we found other interviews that can't complain is the most non-reliant K track because you look at the credits and Tyson is the only one. It's It's a different band. It's literally session musicians they brought in to work on can't complain and with the Johns and Ethan and the Matts, they couldn't get the song to work. And they basically hired studio musicians to like, like fine tune it to, into what Tyson wanted it to be. Yeah. Isn't that the one where there's, there's a, uh, there's an eighties version. Right. That's yeah. it. Wow. I don't remember what interview we heard. Someone talked I, about that. I'm pretty that. sure it was with hoops. Um, right. It was an audio interview. Yes. It was a podcast interview with hoops. And they talked about how, they tried to make it work. It was a whole different thing. It wasn't even like reggae-ish. It was like an 80s, maybe, well, you know what? He didn't say it wasn't reggae, but he said it had an 80s feel, but it didn't work. And they scrapped it. And then uh, Ethan, John, and John finish everything else on the album, go home, and then they all get the record and find Camp Complainers on it. And they're like, what? We thought, of, I thought we all said we don't, like this song and then they listen to it and it's completely nova it's it's a version they've never heard they look at the credits it's not them ptl is an acronym having said that i like can complain i just acknowledge that it is the least reliant it is it is mechanically the least reliant k song of all reliant k's music because reliant k isn't on the track ptl so jessica please continue (laughs) and i promise no more interruptions after you ptl can i get you a glass of water or anything why'd you put your phone down okay look i'm putting i'm putting a t-shirt in my mouth go home (laughs) (laughs) i can't keep this t-shirt in my mouth go ahead what's the matter PTL is an acronym that many associate for being praised the Lord. I can assure you that is not the case here. There are not many, if any, spiritual lyrics are bluntly mentioned on Collapsible Lung. The heavenly ballads of adoration, similar to For the Moments I Feel Faint on the Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek, are sorely missed. Instead, PTL stands for Part-Time Lover. Unfortunately, this is one song on the album that probably has the best chance of getting radio play airplay due to its maroon five-ish vibe. Disaster is a decent Reliant K song about averting trouble with a good musical backbone of blaring trumpets. Trumpets which were heard at Ethan Luck's previous band, the OC Supertones. <laughs> 
that is until Matt Thiessen hits the lyric, baby, you look so sexy. I don't know if it is the inflection that is used or the fact that it feels out of place for Reliant K, but the song becomes laughable. It's the inflection. So you're literally saying, you're I saying audibly chuckled. Said, you're saying, Jessica, I yes. don't know if we did. I can't remember if we talked about this when we talked about disaster. But are you saying that there's a version of Tyson singing "You Look So Sexy" delivered a different way that you think is less jarring? Is yes. Less jarring? I mean, it, baby, you're looking so sexy. Like it's weird. It's just weird. The delivery is just. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate disaster. It, you know, it is. It, I think that it is one of the songs that I put a little bit higher up on my collapsible lung list. I just think your collapsible list. I just think that the the inflection he uses a little off. If, if it was smoothed out a little more, if it wasn't drawn attention to in the way that it is, he should he should have he should have did it the way that I will compliment you around the house. I'll walk in the room and you're just standing there and like, hey, baby, you're looking so sexy. And you're like, oh, gee, thanks. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> if he had delivered it kind of like that, it would have been, it would have worked a lot better. Everybody thinks you're joking, but that is how Danny talks to me. <laughs> Not when I'm complimenting you. That's the you. Of in, in, That's how I... <laughs> Can you give me a glass of water? Yeah. I've talked about a glass of water three times because it is so hot in this apartment right now. He'll be like... Oh, yeah, you look really nice today. Oh, is that what you're wearing out? And I'll be like, yeah, oh, should I go change? And he's like, no, I think you look really nice. Why would you think you want that you should go change? And I'm like, because you sound not like good. (laughs) Although for my birthday dinner, I did say, is that what you're wearing out? And she's like, shit, I didn't think of what I was saying. <laughs> and what I meant was, you're dressed so much nicer than me. But it obviously, it out took out the... It, like, she was dressed better than me. Like, we, were, we went to a nice-ish restaurant, but you could wear jeans. It wasn't super nice. Same thing. She though. dressed nicer, though. I audibly chuckled. And we had a great... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing... I won't stop now. Same thing goes for the next song, When You Were My Baby. I found myself wondering if this was another Justin Bieber song from Reliant K's 2012 covers album. Oh! Yeah, but When You Were My Baby? That's the, like, a little bit more, like, kind of Beach Boys-y inspired one. It's one of the more mellow tracks on the album. I would not necessarily equate that to a Justin Bieber song, other than the fact that it has the word baby in it. Right. Sadly, it isn't. Either the influx of co-songwriters is damaging the music. About eight of the 11 songs have mainstream co-writers, or if Matthew Thiessen has just lost his creative bone. Sweeter is the most mellow track of them all. It is really just a song about how there was a girl who was sweeter than sugar till the sun goes down. Like most of the cliche lyrics on this release, they're, they're pretty low for Reliant K, yet still quality music that is much better than other top 40 acts. Fortunately for my strong love of the band, the album ends on a better note with the title track, Collapsible Lung. In fact, track would mesh right in with their previous release, Forget Not Slow Down. The final song ends with a chorus. Between the miles of open road, I lost sight of might matter 
the most. I stumbled into the great unknown and found the time won't slow down. Overall, collapsible lung begins and ends with the same message. Slow down while you can and don't take time for granted. You could always look at it this way. Reliant K took some ingredients and slowly put them together and cooked it for the course of four years. And in the end, they made a grilled cheese sandwich. Both ends of the bread are good and the crisp, but the middle of the sandwich is full of cheese. This is wonderful if you love cheese, but horrible news if you are lactose intolerant. As for me, I think I can I think I can acquire a taste the taste after I give it more time to swallow. Well, actually, we know that that is a grilled cheese that they made and was done and didn't get released for a year. I was just thinking about how much Danny likes grilled cheese. I love grilled cheese. Yeah, Who doesn't yeah. love grilled cheese? Communists, socialists, the far, the <laughs> radical and far left, beta males. <laughs> That's who doesn't like grilled cheese. Um, and then finally, this has nothing to do with collapsible lung, but country singer Pat Green to perform with Reliant K. Pat Green returned to familiar turf with the release of his new album, Home. The top five on Billboard's country albums chart. This time around, though, the singer-songwriter went the independent route after years of playing the major record label game. From its simple title to its wood floor cover design and straightforward down-home approach, home is an earnest effort. Anytime you get one of the top five records in the country, it feels great, Green says in a recent phone interview. It certainly shows that we did a lot of work in the right places. I'm proud of the record. I think it sounds great. I think it really represents who and what I am right now. Green performs a free concert along with rock band Reliant K on Saturday afternoon at Simpson Drill Field as part of the pregame festivities for Texas A&M's home opener at the renovated Kyle Field. Home has several notable moments, including the gritty Bet Yo Mama and the feel good tracks Break It Down, Break It Back Down, and I'll Take This House. The album features Girls from Texas, Green's Sly 2014 duet with AM grad Lyle Lovett. The second single, While I Was Away, packs an emotional punch. Singer songwriter Zane Williams penned the track, which examines all that can be missed by those who work away from home. Country singer Carrie Underwood tweeted, I cried after hearing the song in July. Quite frankly, it was one of those things that elicited such a strong response out of me and my wife that it was like, man, I have to record that green recalls. I'll have to do it. The title track, this is a lot of praise for If I Could Take You Home. It really is. All for playing the home opener at Texas A&M on this other album called Home. Uh, let's talk about the Michael Buble song Home next. Uh, I was ready to take on the world. I thought it was nothing but money and pretty girls he sings. I was blind to the game. I sang the wrong song and disappeared f- for way too long, but I finally found my way home. Uh Basically, they just played at Texas A&M. They played a free show at Texas A&M for the home opener of, I guess, the football game or something. Right on. Very cool. We could be playing other classic pop songs about being taken home. Here's one. Take Me Home, Country Road. There you go. Here's another. Nice. Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money. 
This is a much better song about going home tonight with someone. And that it it references that other song, Be My Little Baby, right? There's Please Take Me Home by Blink-182. From Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. There's that. Uh, What's that other one? Hold on. I got another one in mind. Jessica's playing this one. This is just... Well, this one's just called Home. Yeah. I feel like the words take and the word home have to be in the title for it to count oh, I to see. this theme. But that is still a good... Because there's tons of songs about home. Here's another classic song about being taken home. Ugh. I, can't, I, I hate these collapsible lung songs with all their electronic <laughs> elements. This is Phil Collins from No Jacket Required. Take Me Home. Gotta get to that lift. Where is it? It's Did later. you intentionally play this one after the song from Take Off Your Pants and Jacket? Oh, yeah. Take <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, I mean, I know what the pun of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is, but do you <laughs> think that Blink-182 started with Phil Collins' No Jacket Required in mind? Maybe. I mean, that album is pretty punk rock. He's wearing a suit with sneakers. <laughs> that is a Pat Oswalt joke I just stole. <laughs> He's talking about how his first album was No Jacket Required. And he's like, guys, this is pretty punk rock. He's wearing a suit with sneakers. I just said it and I couldn't say it. Like but is he wearing a jacket? Here it is. We should have tried to rave DJ this with Reliant K. Copyright strike. <laughs> Phil Collins Incorporated. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other songs. I'm look. I was trying to think of songs with "Take" and "Home." So in, in in whatever format. I know there's a Reggie in the Full Effect song about being taken home. Uh, Spotify is letting me down. Like I'm typing in "Take Me Home." There's a Jordan Davis has a song called "Take It From Me." Yep. Cassidy Pope has a song called "Take You Home." But, like, Spotify is supposed to, like, put artists that I know at the top of my search results, and that is not happening here because it didn't even put Blink-182 at the top. Thanks a lot, Spotify. Oh, well. Well, those are songs about taking and being home. This is Take Me Home for Christmas by Dan plus Shay. Or Dan and Shay, maybe. And this is Take Me Home, Please by relying by, by Reggie and the Full Effect. <laughs> they sit next to each other on my CD shelf. R.E. Reggie and Relying K. So. Make a playlist of songs about being taken home. Is this a cover? Sounds like Dear Delilah. No. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, Truly Madly Deeply by One Direction, because there's apparently an al- a One Direction album called Take Me Home. It sounds like that Delilah song. It does sound like, hey there, Delilah. I know that One Direction also has a song that is a sideways 
stolen version of uh, Teenage Wasteland, which is not the name of the song, but Teenage Wasteland by The Who. They, mm-hmm. had, they, they, they did like a, you know, like they love raced that song. Yeah, uh, Baba O'Reilly. Years ago, though. So do you have any other things to discuss? Then we nope, will get into it. what I've got. Let's hear. There's like I said, there's a bunch of live videos, so let's just kind of look at the ones that sound maybe the best. And they were pretty much all played on the best tour ever in 2013. So around the release of the album, this was the second time I've seen "Truly Madly Deeply Used" in the past few years, and it wasn't a cover of the Savage Garden song. And I'm really disappointed. The most recent time before tonight was looking at the the Truly Madly Deeply EP for Reliant K, which does not include a cover of the Savage Garden song. You know, they called the creepier EP the creepier EP-er. How come they didn't call Truly Madly Deeply Truly Madly EP-ply? <laughs> so- we gotta stop recording on hot nights after 10 p.m. <laughs> So here is uh, Reliant K playing this, and they pretty much, I mean, as far as YouTube will tell you, I didn't look at Setlist FM, but YouTube would, would make you think that they only played this in 2013 in promotion for the album. So that seems to be the case, at least, uh, you know, from a from a YouTube point of view. Hold on. Okay. So, and this this one, like this, I, I guess it's got to be a sample playing. I don't think anyone's, you know, striking a keyboard here. So listen to this and check out how they played it live. Okay, sorry, I'm pausing because, you know, I can't see. I can't see what Hoops is doing. So maybe Hoops is is playing something on his guitar and getting processed through very heavily to create that sound. Like we saw Anna Monaguchi live, the chiptune yeah, band. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. They're either making some of these videos. I mean, they obviously had a lot of other like keyboard sample stuff happening to get that thick sound, but they were just playing guitar and like they, the sounds were getting processed through their guitar to come out in an eight bit sound on top of a wall of sound from other things happening and samples happening. But if you can get your guitar to sound 8-bit somehow, maybe Hoops is playing some sort of, you know, some sort of pedal that's getting this sound. Okay, so this one only sounds so-so. I know I found one here that sounded really good good i hope this is it i hope i put it second this is baltimore from that we could take you home it'd be fun okay well it's now i can see hoops because this is from the balcony and maybe this sound is coming out through the guitar So Lane Johnson did additional programming on tracks one and four, and this is track four. So I'm not sure if that is a keyboard or a computer synthy sort of thing. or Programming is sometimes referring to uh, electronic drums or electronic music. 
Uh, and I only know that from listening to This Might Be a Podcast, because when electronic elements come up in They Might Be Giant songs, there's someone, you know, whether, and they use a lot of, you know, electronic drums in They Might Be Giants, and they also use a lot of other electronic melodic instruments, so people will be credited with general programming sometimes. Um, it's it's nice when other podcasts help <laughs> fill in the information that we do not have as podcasters. Okay, I mean, there are guitars happening there. There's there's clearly guitar there, and when you hear that that sort of spacey like thing, that did not seem to be coming from hoops at that moment because at that moment he's strum 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 strumming. Yeah, there's there's two guitarists on stage, or maybe one's a bassist. I can't tell. There's it's the not it's not the it's not the the like yeah, one of the clear lineups. It's the touring group that came together. Yeah. after... So John it's hard John to tell, it's, and anymore. it's a very far away camera angle. So it's hard to tell how many how many strings are on there. So, right. so. no, I mean it seems like it's maybe more of a sample. I mean maybe there's a sample board on Hoops's pedal board. That's very possible. There was a um, post rock local band in New Hampshire called Human Flight Committee, and they did a lot of samples, and it was on a board on the floor and they would like push the buttons at the time that they needed this like you know, like movie clips and stuff that they would play like sound clips um anyway um lots more in boston columbus grand rapids atlantic city nashville which was the night the album was released they pr- played press and on before they played this song but they didn't like do a cool thing where they went directly into it so you know it's it is what it is so there's really only one cover to speak of and that is Piano Dreamers. So let's check that out because it's really the only cover. that for two minutes <laughs> it's nice it's very nice nice wedding nice wedding music if i could take you home <laughs> which, which i, I will can, yeah. which i can because <laughs> we will be married before the eyes of the lord signe blanford has a track oh nice and long live uh whatever her name was that channel that got taken Lakeisha down Lakeisha kruger long live Lakeisha kruger her channel got taken down but you know signe blanford more stock music that's falsely labeled as known pop songs but i won't play that instead we'll just move on we'll close up shop we'll get out of here with (laughs) a couple of things 
Now this supports my first theory about what this song is about. That this could be about pet adoption. Because here's an upload by Gail Caldas. And this is slow-mo iPhone 5S footage of two very nice dogs. Very beautiful dogs. And April's jealous. Oh no, April. (laughs) April heard. She heard me opening something. She heard crinkly package. Oh, these are beautiful puppies. So is that like a retriever? It's like a, it looks a like a, a cocker spaniel cocker mix spaniel. of some kind. And and they're just playing. They're just getting... They're like in the kitchen. Cute. And the person is throwing like a ball for them to catch in slow motion. Well, those dogs are something special. They sure are. So I think they are something special. Tyson, how dare you say those dogs aren't something special? <laughs> so here's just a bike I, I think that the dogs are saying that Tyson isn't something special. It uh, must be that they heard that he's going to write a lot of songs about cats. <laughs> so Jessica heard me talking about this earlier. This is just GoPro footage on a bike ride through... A nice winter landscape. It's not so nice. actually snowy, but it's like pre-snow winter. And Jessica heard me going, if I could, <laughs> if I was on a bike ride using my GoPro, that's not what I sang. I sang, I sang it way better. I turned it into a GoPro commercial. Do you remember me doing that at all? Yes. This looks like I was trying to figure out where they're at, and it looks like it could be like the UK, maybe. Italy. Italy. They're in there you go. Vicenza, Italy. Mamma nice. mia. Here we go again. So just a nice GoPro ride with some friends sharing the agape love of the surroundings of Italy. Uh, let's see. And then there's some people's ski retreat video. Where they're just like hanging out, goofing around on their ski ski retreat. That's fine. But we'll end on this. Jessica heard this. And I know you're excited to talk about it. You can... The the song is in the video. But it is so low at like half a decibel that you can barely hear it. All you really get to hear is Hannah Elaine discussing what counts to her as a real Disney princess or not. Hi everybody, it's me, Hanny Lane from Elaine Today, and today we're going to be talking about Disney princesses versus the wannabes. Okay, so this is what really annoys me, is when like Disney and Pixar come out with these new movies like Brave, um, Tangled, I think it's Princess <laughs> and the Frog, Princess and the Frog. Okay. Yeah, Disney, stop making princess yeah. movies. <laughs> stop making new movies, Disney. What the hell is wrong with you? It's like- it's like you want to make more money or something. It's like you're a greedy corporate entity that it's is like, pure evil. It's like all like a good corporation would just make things for a couple years and then go out of business on purpose. That's how it works, right? You don't just keep making things as long as you keep making money. It's not like you continue to make a staple of your company that you've been making since the beginning of your company. So I previewed some of this into two and a half minute video basically saying and she'll say this i'll play more of it but basically her point is like up to mulan that's it like those are the disney princesses and any princess released after that 
is not doesn't count as a princess and her whole take on it is well i liked those movies but she might not admit this but her take is i liked those movies better and these movies are newer and i'm older and i didn't connect with them therefore they do not count as disney princesses now this video is from eight years ago i wonder if she saw ralph breaks the internet since then because that's that whole scene where they go to the disney website and all the disney princesses are there and all the princesses she would not count as princesses are there now the ones that aren't like real disney princesses are like alice in wonderland like she's a female lead to one of the disney animated movies but she's not a disney princess because she's not a princess she's just a girl who goes to a fantasy world and comes back she's not a princess but let's hear hannah's continued explanation for why these aren't the real disney princesses with if i could take you home by relying Kate, very very quiet in the background I don't care what you, you say, what toys you make, mm -mm. they are not an original, so they are not Disney princesses. They're not. They're wannabes, okay? There's about seven Disney princesses that are like real Disney princesses. It's like Cinderella, Mulan, Pocahontas, uh, Beauty and the Beast. You know what? No. There's only one original Disney princess, and that's Snow White. I, I discount every Disney princess that came after Snow White. This like Godzilla, like how each Godzilla movie discount or 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 uh, Michael Myers, like how every Halloween movie discounts all the previous sequels. Sleeping Beauty, Ariel, like other than that, if you came after Mulan, you are not a Disney princess. I forgot that okay. the, the Reliant K was playing softly in the background, and for a minute I was like, what's she listening to in the background? <laughs> like, yo, she's a Disney princess? Mm -mm. No, she's not. I don't know, it just bothers me personally. It's like, it's not a classic, they're not- See, it bothers her. Like, it bothered you that that lady didn't know all the details about the names of the characters in Harry Potter. If you're going to do like a special YouTube video about or a podcast. Or a podcast. <laughs> a I'm like you're sure yeah. you've already shared your opinion on the internet. <laughs> you know what, Danny? You're right. You chose to do a second collapsible lung song in a, in a row and you've broken me. I'm done. You're right. I don't deserve to have a music podcast. You're absolutely correct. You're going to use my own logic against me and I have to appreciate that. No, I thank you. It's been a really, it's been a great time. It's been a hand. pleasure working with you, sir. Before you, I'll let you take it from here. Before you close up, though, I will remind you that in real life, this song was your pick. <laughs> the skit said one thing, but you picked this song. You did. Didn't you? No, you said two days ago, hey, can we do if I or maybe it wasn't two days ago. It was yesterday. You said, can we do if I can take you home? And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Are you sure we possible. haven't? Are you sure we haven't done that one? Because I thought we'd already done this song. And then you were like, and you were like, you would really be OK with us doing another collapsible long song. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. That was this morning because this morning we had no idea what song we were doing. It wasn't even days ago. But yesterday you did mention doing this song. <sighs> That's what marriage is, folks. It's So as I was saying, <laughs> it's been a pleasure working with you. No, so no, Dan, no. to to stop the recording, you're going to hit this button over here and then just make sure that you save and close out properly. Yeah, I can actually come back when I'm it's time sorry, to do that. Don't leave me. No, no, no. Don't leave me. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. Who's going to take her home? I got the keys.
No, we're in our podcast studio. How are you getting home? Well, <laughs> so Jessica, who's not here sitting across from me anymore, I'm so lonely. What do you think of this song? Do you like it more the same or less than before you last talked about it with me on our podcast? <laughs> She's back. I like it about the same. I want you to know, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I drove you away. Please don't ever leave me again. That was the worst 24 seconds of my life. (laughs) So we didn't even get to hear the end of Hannah Elaine's opinions. but Hot takes. Hot takes. Just like us every week on this podcast. I love you so much and I'm sorry... I, I, do you know what? I'm nothing special, but you are, and I'm. Really you know glad. more about music than I do. I know, I know. I I know absolutely nothing about music. I am in no way, shape, or form qualified to be on this podcast. You know more about running Audacity, yeah. and I know more about having Audacity. <laughs> Danny, do you like this song more, the same, or less than before? I like it more. I like it a lot more. Of course you do. (laughs) Are we done now? Can I hit the stop button? Yes. And just like in our wedding vows, you will always be the one to hit the stop button in my heart. Whatever that means. I don't don't think that's a compliment. See, Matt Thiessen, big deal. Nice lyricist, whatever. I just came up with that. You hit the stop button in my heart.